Today I want you to turn with me to John chapter 5. An incredible picture of something that happened way back then that's still happening now. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Would you stand with me one more time as we read God's word together? John chapter 5, verse 1. And after this, there was a feast of the Jews. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool. In Aramaic, it's called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. And in these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, And knew that he had already been there a long time. He said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps in before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed. And he took up his bed and walked. Lord, we thank you for your word. Speak to us of not just what happened then that day, but what you are willing to do in our life today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What an incredible picture. And to give this a title today, I'll, I'll reference another old song. How many knows we're serving an on-time God? Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is, as the song goes on. We've sung about it today. He's the same God. He's a healing God. He's a miraculous working God. As Pentecostal worshipers, as full gospel people, spirit-filled community, we pride ourselves in saying we know what it is to experience stirrings. We know what it is to see movements. We know what it is to be in congregational worship and just see a wave of his glory moving. We know what it is to be spontaneous somewhere and it just cascades and and flows throughout a people. We know what it is for an individual to get up and worship and then it just reciprocates and touches other lives and we just see it touching heart after heart after heart. We know what it is. We know what it is to have a stillness and still know it's a movement. We know what it is to have a stirring individually when we have that aha moment, when we're reading word just out of obedience and devotion, and yet you realize, oh my goodness, he's doing it again. He's speaking to my situation right now through this word. We know what it is to be in a prayer room, a prayer closet, the backyard walking, praying, and then just get revelatory information in our mind. How many knows what I'm talking about? This on-time God that is always capable of communicating to us. This picture here. Today there are ruins of this pool. I have personally stood at this site. At one time it probably was three separate pools. Over the years, different conquerors coming in and that, things have changed, but it is... The pool of Bethesda 
Another would say Bethsaida. The pool of Bethesda. Bethesda means house of mercy. People gathering together in a place called mercy. A people who have needs. You see, this is where the broken would gather. This is the people that knew they had a problem. Admitted they had a problem and wanted to get out of the problem. This is the place where passers-by would say, I know what I'm going to see when I get to that pool. This isn't their recreational pool that all the kids go to and hit the water slides. This is a place of need. This is humanity. This is the broken. Here we find the blind. It isn't uncommon to see walking sticks It isn't uncommon to see somebody else guiding that individual. It isn't uncommon to see somebody groping in a haze or a darkness for them trying to identify. This is the place where the lame would cripple themselves to get close to the water. This is the place where the deaf would be found. This is the place where there were multitude of needs. Not that uncommon today, is it? If you'll just look a little closer, about anywhere we go, we see the need for mercy. We not only see the physically impaired, we deal with the mentally impaired and the spiritually impaired. As a pastor, now these many years, I've said it typically in smaller setting, individual, when a person has a physical deficiency, It's pretty obvious to see they may need glasses, they may need hearing aids, they may need a cane, a walker. But when it's internal, a lot of times we're not very patient to seek if this person's challenged today mentally, spiritually. We always see is they seem to be able-bodied, but there's a, I don't like what they're saying to me today. They're being ugly to me today. You see, this picture is still going on. It is the place of the broken. The reason I love this story so much is because it didn't happen where you expected it to happen. It's in our Bible. We're Pentecostal. We're spirit-filled. We're we're used to stirrings around these altars. We're used to stirrings as we gather on a Sunday and the music's been good and we're just, we can feel it. This stirring, surely it was in a church building. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even in a synagogue. It was out in the public. This is a pool that was put there to meet one need, but it wasn't long before others started recognizing, hey, there's a word out. This is a place where you can find mercy. Let's call it Bethesda. You see, the story is told in detail here Because it was the expectation. Surely it must be an angel that comes and stirs the water. If you can be there at the right time in the right place and get in there first, you can be made whole. How many times, how many times have we found ourselves in a church service with the same feelings We have an evangelist here today, or so-and-so, I just watched them be slain in the spirit. 
I'm not taking anything lightly here. These are, are what we express and what we sense. Maybe today I can get my healing. Maybe today I can get my answer. And we wait for the stirring. How many times as a preacher have I been preaching and there is an expression in the house, there is a collective worship in the house, and we will say there is a stirring going on. And it helps us in those moments to elevate a desire. Yeah, maybe I can get my answer today. We're not taking away from the scene at all. But it didn't happen in the church. It didn't happen in the synagogue. It's out here, you see, the reality of it is this. It was a blending of a Hebrew tradition and a Greek superstition. Somebody got help there. Well, I need help. Maybe I can get my answer there. You see, it's going on today. When we know we need help, we're going to go seeking help, aren't we? This is a place where maybe it could happen. This pool, you see, back in that time, especially, they believed that there were spirits, that there was demons everywhere, every rock, every tree, every paver on the street. Something was guiding it. So, again, the Hebrew tradition, the stirring. And here we find Jesus walking up. He speaks nothing of the tradition or a superstition, but he finds one who was lame, crippled, paralyzed, could not get there soon enough, finding themselves just trying to get position. It isn't those, and can you, can you see the picture? Here's all the water. Nobody's in the water. Why? Because it's been a while since there's been a stirring. I don't want to be in the water when it's stirred because I need to get into it after the stirring. Here we are. Oh, man, I'm getting tired of waiting. You see, the reality is there was a subterranean stream that flowed under there. That's why at that high elevation there could be water in a pool to start off with. That stream is there to this day. Our Bible tells us in Zechariah 14 and 4, our, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Not just in a rapture, he's going to come back. And the Bible tells us when he hits that Mount of Olives, the very place that he ascended from, and his feet touch that mount, the earth is going to convulse itself. It's going to open wide open. And we know that it's going to be moved from the east to the west and that water's going to flow. Woo! That water's going to flow so powerfully that half of it's going to go to the Mediterranean and the other half of it's going to go to the Dead Sea. And they won't call it the Dead Sea anymore because it's going to teem with fish again. It's going to come alive after the master touches it. That water was there then. That turbulence. The earth would move enough just to gurgle. And cause the waters to bubble. Well, what, I don't know how it's going to happen. It must be an angel doing it. I heard it was an angel. Before long, it's just that's what's expected. Again, Jesus didn't camp out on a superstition or a tradition. He found a need. And he knew this man had been there a long time. 
38 years. That's most of my lifetime. I'm only 39. <laughs> 38 years. Had a conversation with some middle schoolers on my bus. These boys were talking about things they shouldn't have been talking about on the bus. They got talking about girls. They got talking about things they wanted to do. Things they had seen on TikTok. Finally, they looked at me and they said, Mr. Randy. Basically, I wonder how many women I've been with in life. I thought, Lord, I think I know what they're asking me. I don't want to look like I don't know what they're talking about. So I answered this way. I said, I've been married to the same woman for 42 years. I heard one of the kids in the back, I hadn't heard expressions since the 60s, said, man, that's heavy. <laughs> I said, guys, think of it this way. I've been married your lifetime times three. That same kid in the back said, man, that's heavy. <laughs> 38 years. It's a long time. You see, the need is still the same today. There's brokenness all around us. There's brokenness in the building. There's brokenness in the streams. There's brokenness in the public on a school bus, in Walmart, and Kroger. Broken people, needy people, seeking for an answer. The allegory that theologians would like to come back said, well, this was really allegorical. All along, because the Bible took time to tell us there were five colonnades there. That represents the five books of the law. I'm not opposed to God doing something that's layered. If somebody can extrapolate from this scene here, those, that the law itself could show a person their sin, but could not cure them. Could identify the sin, but not correct it. It just showed the way, the need. But you see, I don't believe this was allegorical at all. I believe that Jesus was there, and he finds a man in need. And the question is, do you want to be healed? When you're reading that just devotion, you're like, duh, yeah. Why would you ask such a question? But then we have to look a little closer to us. When there's been something hanging around in our life for a while, if we're not careful, we'll just get conditioned to it. We'll get accepting it. We'll find our identity in it. Oh, come on, preacher. Well, you know me, I'm just a, yeah, fill in the blank. 38 years. Was this man there just on a tradition? Just out of routine, just out of somebody else's expectation, or did he really want to be healed? He showed what was in his mind at least. Yeah, I want to be healed, but here I am again, and I, it takes me half the day just to get to position. If there's been stirrings earlier today, I don't worry about it. If I can just time it right. If I can get somebody to nudge me just about the same time I think it's going to bubble, maybe. How many times 
had he got that close? 38 years. Somebody gets in before me, Master. See, he didn't even know his name. He didn't know this was Jesus. Jesus said, Get up. Take up your bed and walk. You see, the expectation was there. That faith was there. Yes, I want this. I want a life I have not had most of my life. I want something that I've only dreamed about. Yes, I want it. Will you respond? Get up. He found himself getting up. I believe it was one of those situations he was up immediately without giving it any thought. He said, take up your bed. I believe it was one of them deals he picked up that bed. That which used to carry him, he's now carrying. Oh, come on, somebody. Sometimes you don't get past it. Sometimes you get on with it. This is just out of the book of Randy. It's a, it's, it's a must read, I tell you. But, but in the book of Randy, I think he had got up and picked up his bed, began to walk before he got thinking about it. And it's like, I'm walking. I'm like, I'm walking. Those old bones are rattling. The same God. It's happening for me. The story goes on. The part we didn't read. Jesus found him later. But in between time, can you believe that there were those individuals that didn't appreciate the healing? They couldn't wait. They were like heat-seeking missiles to find this dude. Who did this to you? I don't know. I didn't take time to find out his name. He just said, get up. And it was like an authoritative voice. And I got up. And you know what? I I got up. He said to walk and I walked. You realize I haven't walked in 38 years? We don't care. This is the Sabbath. Well, la-dee-da would be in my head, but anyhow. So they, they got the Pavarazzi around. They followed this dude. And Jesus would encounter the man later in the temple, introduced himself. 38 years. The expectation is there. 38 years. The Bible goes on. And it's always speaking to us. There will always be the need. There will always be those who are seeking. But will they find the answer? 
The Bible is always inviting us. The Bible understands us. If I asked for a raise of hands, how many of you are broken? I would trust every hand would go up. I hope that's where we are today in church. That we can admit, I have a need of a Savior. I have the need of a healer. I have the need of a counselor. I have the need of a God. This excusing my life away doesn't help me. Becoming a victim in my mentality doesn't help me. Well, it's somebody else's fault. My mother dressed me crazy, so it's her fault. (laughs) My daddy spanked me. Yeah, he should have hit me two or three more times probably. Oh, he can't say that today. Always finding excuse. The need is still here. But what about the expectation? And there will always be stirrings. There will be those times in the public. There will be those times in the church. There will be those times in our family. Why don't you go here? Why don't you do this? Why don't you try that? And we will do those things. Sheila mentioned it earlier in opening up the service. We find... In Matthew 19, the story of a rich young ruler that comes to Jesus. What's it going to take for eternal life? Jesus begins the dialogue, the conversation. Are you following the law? Yes, I've fulfilled all of them. I'm, I'm doing good. I've checked all those boxes. Then take that which you have and give it away. And the Bible says the young man left sorrowful. But that wasn't the end of the story. The disciples were there taking notes. They went to the master. Is there any hope for us? I mean, this guy was our best candidate. He's young. He's rich. He's a ruler. He's kept the law as good as any of us can. And he walked away sorrowfully. We're not feeling so good right now. Anybody ever been there? Jesus says these immortal words. With man, this thing is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With man, I I, I love I love words. The older I get, the more I And and just taking the time, going to his word and letting it speak and not just marking it off that I read five verses today or five chapters today, but speak to me. The living word, speak to me. And I hear Jesus in that crowd that day and he's telling all of them, with man, this. But what's the this in your life? You see, it varies in this house. It varies in the streaming. It'll vary tomorrow at a pool of needed mercy somewhere else, at work, in the neighborhood, little league, ballet. The need's always there. But again, with man, this is impossible. We feel the this, don't we? I, I, I'm not even going to go to a counselor. I, I know what they're going to say to me. I'm not even going to try I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to go to a therapist. I've been to three of them in the past. It didn't work. 
Uh, this, this is too big. This, this, this. But you've got to hear the words of the master. With man, this is impossible. There are those things that are bigger than us, greater than us, more powerful than us. Willpower. How many ever been to the school willpower? Every one of us. Especially as we're younger. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take him down. I'm going to do this. And along the way, we start backing off. And if we're not careful, we'll get to a place where we don't even try anymore. But do you want to be healed? You don't understand. It's been 38 years. I don't think it's going to happen for me. Come on, somebody. Oh, this is a preach? This is life. It's going on too long. I'm just here because I have nowhere else to go. This is what's expected. This is who I am. Everybody just knows me as the cripple. Everybody knows me as the deaf man. Everybody knows me as the blind woman. Everybody knows me as the paralyzed by fear. That's who I am. But do you want to be healed? With man, man's best efforts, with man's best technologies, with man's best intentions, we still come up short many times. Thank God for the time of successes. But there are those times we come to that place, what am I going to do now? I'm on the edge and I'm just waiting for something to stir. I'm just waiting for my chance. If somebody will see me on YouTube and kick like, and 10 million more people hit like, I'll be okay. And then we hear that voice. Okay. You're looking for mercy. You've gone to all the places you can. And it hasn't happened yet. But with God. But with God. But with God. But with God. Is that denial? Or is that faith? Well, but with God. Or is it but with God? You see, the Bible continues to speak to us. Matthew 7, 7, 8, you know it well. Ask, seek, knock. When you ask, you're telling on yourself, we're admitting I have a need. That's what we have to do. That's why AA meetings do what they do. My name's Randy and I'm an alcoholic. I got a need. I got a problem. I need mercy. This thing's been in my life 38 years. I've tried to chase the stirrings. That hasn't worked for me. It's helped somebody else, I've heard, but it didn't happen for me. Come on, somebody. So I'm going to seek after which I ask and just pursue and persevere and keep trusting. And you know what? In that, I'm going to get diligent enough. Hello? I'm knocking on his word. I'm knocking in prayer. I'm knocking with my mind. Lord, I'm just going to dwell upon your goodness. I'm going to think about all the things you've done in the past. You're the same time God. You're an on-time God. You're the same God. 
Lord, if you did it back then and there's ruins expressing the day, but I don't have to have ruins. You're here right now, right now. I'm going to depend upon you. I'm just going to keep on asking. I'm just going to keep on seeking. And you hear the matter. Do you want to be healed? Yes. Then keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Stand with me today.